Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to this week's episode. So, this week we are covering off what happens when you have celiac disease and there's people in your life that aren't supportive of you. And we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about what needs to happen moving forward, what you can say and what you can do to make that situation much better for yourself. But before we get into it, I just wanted to quickly say a massive shout out to each and every one of you that have listened to the show. I hit a massive milestone yesterday with um, this podcast and I'm super, super happy with that. And we've also reached 19 different countries throughout the world, which just absolutely is beyond what I anticipated when I first started this podcast. So yeah, 19 countries. I just expected to be in maybe three or four different countries. I didn't think that my little podcast would reach that many people. So thank you so much for tuning in. That's just made my absolute week. (laughs) It's fantastic. All right, so let's get into it. So if you are the type of person that is finding that you're copping a bit of slack from people in your life because you've got celiac disease and you have to eat gluten-free, then I I have to say I, I, I can only empathize with you because I don't know how to sympathize with you because sympathy comes from a place of knowing exactly what you're going through. And fortunately, I've had nothing but support from people in my life. I've been very, very blessed that everyone has been wonderful. And, you know, when they've questioned me about my disease and what having celiac disease means and what eating gluten-free means, I've had nothing but support. So I, I find it really heartbreaking that there's people out there that don't get this same support. And it's even coming from partners like you know if you've got um you know someone in your life who is meant to be your your main person that supports you and they're for you 100% and you've been diagnosed with celiac disease and they're completely the opposite then my heart breaks for you because this is a big part of our lives now you know you've you've been diagnosed with celiac disease you have to eat gluten free you have to be cautious of how you prep your food, how you um, go out. You know, you can't just go out on a whim as easily as you used to be able to and eat at any old restaurant or cafe. There's a lot more preparation involved. And it does make it easier when you've got that person in your life that is supportive of you and helping you to achieve that particular goal of staying gluten-free and staying safe. So if you have someone in your life, it may not necessarily may not necessarily be your partner. It could even be a parent. It could be one of your children. It could be a sibling. It could be a work colleague. We're not talking about just partners in this episode. We're talking about anyone that's not supportive of your celiac disease journey. But I I feel like the relationship one is the biggest one as far as partners go, because if you're in a relationship with someone and they're not supporting you, then that is really tough, especially if you're living together. So 
When I coach my clients, we have a number of areas that we work on and it's not just food focus. So, so when, when we talk about health coaching, it actually encompasses more than just food. So we talk about primary food and secondary food. So what this means is we are talking about areas in your life that are also outside of what you eat. And they include things such as relationships and your workplace and things that light you up. So if something's not right in your relationship, it can affect the rest of your life. All right. If you think back to a time when perhaps there was something not right in your life previously, it could have related back to something that was going on with a person in your life. So these relationships that we have with people actually affect so much more than what many people realize. So you could be struggling really badly with something such as anxiety, and it may not be so much about the celiac disease side of things. It could be because you're not getting the support from your partner and that's making you anxious. Whereas if you had the support, the anxiety levels would be much, much lower. So what I like to do is I like for my clients to get to the bottom of these issues. And the best way that you can do it is to communicate. I know it sounds a little bit obvious, but the thing is, people don't communicate enough and people aren't talking about their feelings enough. And people tend to whinge, complain, and talk to other people about their relationship issues instead of actually talking to their partners. So when we talk to our partners, when I shouldn't say partners, should I? That sounds like you've got more than one partner. <laughs> but if when we talk to our partner, then you can get to the problem. You can get to the root of the problem rather and you can start to work on a solution. Now, I, I honestly do believe that when you are in the right relationship and you're with the right person, if you communicate with them and you tell them your needs and if they're willing to change, then that's going to change everything for you by leaps and bounds. However, if you sit down with that person that you're in a relationship with and they are not willing to make any changes for you and to accommodate you and your lifestyle and your needs, then perhaps they are not the person for you. And I know that is harsh, but I truly believe we have one life on this planet and majority of our time is taken up with our loved ones and that per that special person in our life. And if you're not re with the right person that is going to support you, then I honestly do believe there's someone better out there for you. Now, I have worked with many clients that have had relationship issues. And when we sort out those relationship issues, it's amazing how different everything changes for them in a positive way. I've actually had a couple of clients that spoke to their partners and they they couldn't get what they needed out of their partner. They couldn't get the solution that they needed to be able to be the best version of them and they broke up and I know that sounds scary, but they broke up and they've since, so these two 
particular clients that I can think of, they have both since met other people and have moved on with their lives and are now in thriving relationships. Both of them that I can think of have lost weight, look much healthier than they have in a very long time and seem to be thriving. So often it's that person in your life that can hold you back. So I don't want that for you. And I really think that if you are feeling this way, that your partner is not doing what you're you're needing, you're not getting the best out of that partner, then, you know, the first step is definitely to sit down and communicate. If you find it hard and you get put on the spot or you you stumble your words, you don't know what to say, write down some key points that you need to get across. Write down what you want to say so that you don't get caught up in the moment and and think, oh man, later on you forgot to say this and you, you wished you'd said that. Whereas if you've got it written down, it's a little bit easier to go through what you need to talk about. Now, this communication should be two ways, all right? So you tell them what you need and then you ask that back of them. What do they need from you? Maybe they don't understand what it is that you need. Maybe you're getting paid off because they're using your toaster, but they don't understand the ramifications of them using your toaster. Or they're leaving their crumbs lying around and it's something you guys have always done. And now that things are different, they don't, they don't actually understand. So you need to make them understand exactly what it is that you want from them. And they need to understand what it is that's going to make this relationship work. And you can give them the ultimatum if that's what it comes down to. You could sit there and you could tell them, you know, if you don't make these changes for me, then this relationship isn't going to last. This relationship isn't going to go any further because I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. I'm not feeling loved and nurtured in the way that I need to be. So you can give them that opportunity to make those changes for you. And if they don't, then it's up to you whether you move on from that person or whether you are happy to stick around and put up with it. Now, you might be feeling this kind of brunt from maybe your mother. Maybe your mum is saying nasty things such as you've eaten gluten your whole life and you never had an issue. Why has it happened now? Well, maybe your mum feels that it's her fault because maybe she believes that she passed it on to you and she feels guilty. So again, communication. You need to talk to each other. You need to sit down and tell your mum what you need from her. And if you can't get from her what you need, then I would suggest if you still want to be a part of her life and you still want her in your life, then most of the time that you spend together needs to be doing things other than revolving around food. And as we know, (laughs) lots of events revolve around food, but if it makes it too hard, then you might need to come up with some other ideas to spend time together that doesn't involve food. So that's just a simple idea. Now in the workplace, I've heard of people that don't actually tell anybody that they work with that they have celiac disease and there's no right or wrong but for me I I think it's a part of us that people either don't understand or don't know enough about 
And what can we do? We can educate them. We can teach them what we know so that when they come across other people with celiac disease, they've already got a bit bit of an awareness. And the more you can tell someone something with total conviction and total assurance of yourself, the more of a positive response that you get back from those other people. I find that when I I stand up for myself and I talk confidently and I tell people the ins and outs and the no BS and I just get straight to the point, you know, this is what will happen to me if I eat gluten, it's not worth it, then it's it's easier to have that conversation and they're like, oh, wow, oh, I didn't realize that they did that or they'll ask more questions and, you know, some people in the workplace are kind of strangers, you know, we don't we don't have that full-on conversation about our body with people normally, but when we have celiac disease, it be- it becomes kind of like an open book. Everyone likes to ask questions and find out more. So if you can teach people in a way that you feel comfortable and get that support from those people, then that's opening up a new chapter for you. That's opening up new doors and helping you to get support from people in your workplace. Now, I've heard of people being ridiculed. I've heard of being people being intentionally gluten by people in the workplace. And that's not on that, you know, that's harassment. That's bullying. That's just nasty. So, you know, that needs to be taken to a higher place. You know, if you've got a HR department at work, then that's the sort of thing that I would personally be doing and, and making sure that that doesn't continue because that to me is not on at all. That's disgraceful. So definitely communication, definitely talking about your needs and your wants. And going back to the relationships, what I would recommend that you do, no matter who you are, what type of relationship you are in, I recommend that you read the five love languages or at least Google the five love languages and do the quiz that's online. And what this will do is it will tell you your major love um, language. So most people have two to three major love languages. And when you know those love languages, you can tell your partner what your love language is, and then they can give that to you. So let's say, for example, your love language may be gifts. Okay. Mine is definitely not, one of mine is not gifts. I don't, I don't feel loved when I'm given gifts. I feel loved when I hear words of affirmation. So that's positive talk and not being put down, those types of things. And also acts of service. So acts of service. If my husband does something for me around the house, I feel so loved. I feel so much more loved when he does things for me rather than buying me a present or a bunch of flowers. So if someone um, say, just say your love language was gifts, your partner might go out and buy you a, um, let's just say some lunch and he comes home and you feel so loved and wonderful. And then you find out it's not gluten-free. <laughs> He's not talking your love language because he hasn't bought you the right thing. So you're going to feel completely heartbroken. Whereas if he bought you a gluten-free lunch and it made sure there was no cross-contact or cross-contamination and it was 100% gluten-free and safe, you are going to feel so loved, right? (laughs) And then if you find out your partner's love language or love languages, then you can do the same for him or her and you can 
pay him back. Is that a way to say it? That doesn't sound right. But do you know what I mean? Like you can return that love, not the favor, not, not, I'm not saying the favor, but return that love to your partner by talking their love language. And when you do that, it strengthens your relationship and the whole focus on you just being this person with celiac disease that's completely changed your relationship is no longer such a massive part of it. So I highly recommend that you check out the five love languages. Uh, you can do that right now online. I might even try and pop a link to uh, the quiz in the comments below in the um, note section of this podcast and you can check it out from there. So I really hope that this helps. This is just a this is just a touch of this, I think. I, I feel like there's further I can delve into this, but I need to hear from you guys. I need to know exactly what your issues are with relationships, and I need to know more about what you've tried and what you think needs to be done. So if you have personally been dealing with this, I would love to hear from you. If you could send me a DM on Instagram, I'd really, really love to hear from you because I just want to support you guys as much as possible and give you the best kind of information that I possibly can. So please send me a DM on Instagram. I'll pop a link below as well for you there. And if you haven't signed up to my newsletter yet, please make sure you head to belindawhelan.com and you'll find my ebook there that you can download for free, which is 11 mistakes people make when going gluten-free. And then you'll be added onto my weekly newsletter so that you can keep up to date with everything that's happening. So thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope that this episode has helped you and I look forward to coming back next week with some extra info for you too. All right, take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, head to belindawhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes people make going gluten-free living with celiac disease.